Welcome to the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Pluff. Each week, we will cover various topics that dads struggle with in their fitness journey. I'll give you actionable steps that you can apply right away, not only to take back control of your own health, but so you're able to be a better example for your kids too. All right, welcome in to this week's episode of the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. Today, we have Jeff Delzell on the podcast. Um, I, the first time I've ever said his name right there. So um, I, w- I was on Jeff's podcast, the Dependable uh, Dad podcast, uh, a few weeks ago here, a few weeks ago. And so um, Jeff is somebody um, that I've gotten to know over the past few months. We did um, a mentorship together. So we kind of got to know each other through there. And then we met in person, um, which is pretty awesome in Dallas here at the at the end of February. So glad glad to have him here. I'm going to let him introduce himself, tell, tell us a little bit about who he helps, and then uh, we'll jump right in. Yeah, man, awesome to be here. Um, so I, similar to you, I, I, I started out working with just dads, and, and then I had a lot of uh, the wives of the dads, moms, uh, kind of come in and be like, hey, I want help as well. So I kind of transitioned to, so I help all parents, uh, particularly with young kids, which are the, the boat that you and I are in. Um, you have three under about four. I, my oldest just turned three and then I have uh, 15, 17 month old twins. Um, so kind of figuring out how to navigate kind of getting back to that confidence level and, and feeling good in the midst of the chaos of <laughs> early childhood parenting um, is, is kind of really where I, I find my, myself spending a lot of my time. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we both, we both got three, three kids uh, you have two, you have two twins. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're, gosh, the math, you know, it gets a little hairy when you start doing the months. They're, <laughs> they're 17 months old. They're about to be 17 months old. And my, my oldest just turned three this past Sunday on Easter yeah. Sunday, actually. So it was a very, nice. it was a very confusing day for him. Cause it was like, wake up and it's like, happy Easter, happy nice. birthday. <laughs> yeah. Like, which one is it? You know, come, this is from, you know, this is the Easter egg yeah. hunt. And then this is your birthday present. It was, it was a little, Hopefully that doesn't happen again for a little while. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's funny. My <clears throat> when my son turned three last year, uh, his birthday was on Easter, and so um, so that that's funny. But yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So you you work primarily both with par- you know moms and dads. Uh, you said so. You, yeah. you used to kind of work uh, more more with dads, and now you kind of you kind of shifted to doing a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. What do, what do you do like specifically? And so like obviously like be, being a parent, like there, there's different phases. Like for you, you know, you have, you have three kids all within like 18 months there. And so like that, you know, the past, the past year and a half of your life has probably been pretty hectic. Right. But for somebody who has kids who are like 10, you know, 12, 14, you know, they, they kind of have their own schedule and stuff. And so there's, there's a wide range of like uh, busyness, like everybody's busy. Right. But how do you kind of how do you kind of fit that in? Um, what do you do specifically to make sure like your program works for them? For the parents that I work with, yeah. So a lot of it is, and I think you and I have talked about this a lot before. I focus a lot on what what can we add, mm-hmm. um, and, and what can we do. So a lot of times with parents, it feels we get to the realization that we can't do even things that we might have been able to do in the past. So when I was, you know, 25 and had no kids, I could work out five, six, seven days a week if I wanted to. I could spend, you know, all kinds of time meal prepping on Sundays and not have children hanging all over me. I could I could do a lot of things that I don't have the time and the flexibility to do now. Uh And it can feel daunting, I think, for parents who maybe have had a routine in the past think that we have to do that again we have to do the things that we used to do and we realize that we actually can't do it it's not like oh you know it's like we we do not have the time or the capability or the bandwidth Mm -hmm. to make that happen and we and but that's been our only path to getting there and so thinking about some of the low-hanging fruit and the ways that we can start to adjust what it is that we're doing which oftentimes is is not a lot or or going the full extreme, that all or nothing dichotomy that we live in, which is I have to do everything or I'm not really doing anything. So starting to build up from the ground 
whether that's on the exercise side of things, whether that's on the nutrition side of things, like we're not going to go from you're eating like your kids leftover pizza and that's the only nutrition you're getting for the day, you know, sort of thing. And, and a bag of pirate's booty at the end of the night, <laughs> like if that's where you're currently at, we're not going to go from there to, we have these perfectly Tupperware made up chicken and broccoli meals. Not that you right. ever need to get there. And most, unless you're training for a bodybuilding competition, you don't need to get there, right. but figuring out how do we move one, one step in the right direction if we're not working out how can we get some movement in mm -hmm. whether it's walking whether that's a, you know a quick at home workout with the equipment you know with a book bag full of books you know it's, what can we add in to get you going in the right direction because it's a lot easier to build on wins than it is to come out of the gate storming and realize you can't do it and feel like a failure right Right. Yeah. And I, I think like, you know, find, finding something that's, that's really simple is, um, mm -hmm. I, I think it, like, sometimes it sounds too simple. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the, mm -hmm. like, I, I mean, you, um, those listening probably don't know him, but, um, we know Jonathan Goodman and he, he, he yeah. always says like, what, what would this look like if it were easy? You know? And that, that's, that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of how I, uh, um, kind of structure like my programs and stuff and it's like i'm a big fan of like fitbits apple watches and things like that and in the fitness world like you you ask trainers and then we're going to be in an argument all day long about how accurate they are is the data worth it and stuff mm -hmm. and for me it's mm -hmm. like it gives me something right like if it's yeah. telling me i'm walking 7500 steps a day but i'm actually only getting 6300 does that really matter like no like no. i because i can tell like if I'm moving a little more than I did yes, you know what I mean? And well, they're, they're valid within themselves. Like right. you can self compare, right? right. If, if the watch is saying you did 7,500 and now it's saying you did 8,500, well, you're doing more, how much more, who cares? But yeah. like you can compare to yourself versus like some arbitrary number that we think we ought to. Exactly. And, and that, that's why I'm such a big fan of it. Like I, I, I had a Fitbit for years. Uh, now I have an Apple watch and I, I, I encourage, you know, like mo I, I feel like most people have some kind of tracker. Now your phone does it or something. Yeah. Uh, and so most people can get some sort of data in and like, I, I think it's really eye opening because, you know, mm -hmm. I, I work with a lot of people and I'm sure you do too, that work, you know, kind of like manual labor jobs and you know the first thing they always say is well you know i'm moving enough i'm on my feet all day long and i don't doubt that like you may be on your feet for 10 12 hours a day but are you moving you know what i mean and it's like the fitbit's not gonna lie to you you know it's it's, it's not gonna tell you yeah. and so you may be standing up you're gonna be tired right you're gonna be your feet are gonna hurt from standing but are you actually moving? And so I think, you know, find, finding things like that, I'm, I'm a big fan of just like a 10 minute walk to start the day, you know, walk down the street and back, you know, like what are, what are some things like, obviously like, you know, like single parents are going to have a harder time with this. Right. And like yeah. newborns, unless, unless the weather's grayed out, you're probably not going to be taking them outside. So what are some things you do to kind of incorporate some of that? Yeah. Oh man single parents you mentioned that man my wife and i talk about it all the time i'm like i have no idea like no idea how a single yeah. parent, like for i think you and i actually talked about this on mine like it's just a moment of like if you're a single parent out there like all the props in the world to you because i yeah i have no idea how that happens um but so i literally was just talking with a client before we got on this call like 10 minutes ago and mm -hmm. he was talking about how he he runs his own business and he had like a, a perfect storm of disaster three weeks ago where like he just had he had to work just absurd amount of money. He was like, I either needed to work every basically waking minute or the mm. business was going to fold like yeah. we were going to be done. And so now that's a that's an extreme. But like we can have those moments where it's like we we actually don't feel like we have the ram to do it. And so I was like and for him, the thing that went were his workouts. He's like, I couldn't do it. But then the trickle effect of that was he hasn't gotten a workout in for the next two weeks, yeah. like the, the two weeks since then, because he kind of lost the habit. And I was like, so what is the least thing that we can do? Can we do a 10 minute body weight 
little circuit with three exercises in your bedroom right before bed. Mm-hmm. Like with, you know, with just the things that you have in your house, even if it's not a, a 10 out of 10 workout, doing something helps form the habit right. of I did it and now I'm more likely to be able to keep doing it. Luca Hoshever, who who we both have have met, who's one of the you know the top trainers in in the world, uh-huh. does this analogy. He talks about a, a Ferris wheel. Uh-huh. When you're starting a fair, if you're gonna push a Ferris wheel around in a circle with your hands, you're starting to push a Ferris wheel. It's like really, really, really hard at the beginning. The thing is very, very heavy. But once you get it going, it only takes a couple fingers to keep it going. Right, and so. The first couple of steps are going to feel oftentimes the hardest, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be you're, you're crushing yourself every single time to do it. So it can be as simple as the intentionality of the movement, like you talked about, was, yeah, you're moving around. But that, that moment of I'm, I'm doing an intentional thing for my health right now, an intentional movement, whatever it is, whether it's going for a walk, 10-minute walk, it could be that, yeah. that small, or I'm going to do a little – mobility flow in my you know in my bedroom or i'm gonna you know if you have one or two pieces of equipment at your house like hanging on the thing behind me or a set of trx straps like those anybody can get those are like 80 bucks or something like that you hang right. them over a door frame and you can do a total body workout with just that in 10 minutes something like that that you can do that's just to kind of check the box to to move the ferris wheel a little bit further along and keep the momentum going because it's a lot easier to build on that than it is to try to okay i'm i can't do a whole workout go to the gym do you know do an hour and that's going back to what we talked about before well what can you do what can we get because then it just is a lot easier to well, we can expand that. You're getting 10 minutes. Exactly. What if we stretch it to 15 minutes? Can you find another five minutes in your day? Yeah. Sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And I, like I, I had a, I had a client who was doing um, uh, like ab wheel rollouts. Right. And when I was doing yeah. with him, so this, this is a client I had in person. So I was meeting with him mm-hmm. and uh, he, he started doing it. It's, it's like, it's, he calls it the wheel of death or something. Like he loves it. He loves that thing. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he, fair, fair <laughs> name. But he he was doing it. He was doing it, and you know, like I, I'm sitting there, and then when he got done with the first set, uh, I I counted eleven. I counted eleven, right? And I thought maybe he had done ten. I just I just messed it up then. Well, then he did the second set. He did eleven again. I said, "Are, are you doing eleven? He said, "Well, yeah." He said, ten percent better." He said, "He said I'm just doing a little bit more than I did." And I was like, "You got it, man." And and so that that's exactly you know that's exactly what you're talking about and like i i think you know i i was i used to be kind of the same way right you can't get your whole workout in so i'm gonna do none of it and i've gotten better where i'm like you know i only have half the time i normally would so i could do three of the exercises i would or actually one of my favorite approaches is do the entire or do the same workout you normally would just do less sets right yeah just do (laughs) or just fast take take less and 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 that Less rest, less weight. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's that's yeah. one of the things too. I, you know, I yeah. like we can we can read all the research and be like, well, if, if we're going for strength here, we need to rest like at least three minutes between sets and stuff. But like when you're not competing in bodybuilding, right? You're not you're not do yeah. you're not compete like you're not doing these things. Does it really matter that much if you rest one minute or three minutes? Like. I always, I always put in for clients, like, you know, two, two minutes, like here, or I, I put the rest that they should, I know they're not going to do it. Like they rest maybe 30 seconds, you know, they're like, I don't want to waste time. And so, but the important thing is, it's just like, you're, you're getting, you're getting it in and like, you're, you're constantly just at least doing, doing something. Practicality trumps perfection. You know, so like the reality of your situation, it's better to be practical and get it done than it is to do the quote unquote perfect thing. Because and this is maybe a little bit, but I know that we've talked a little bit about Dave Ramsey in some context. And I know, so I know you know who he is, but he mm-hmm. talks about this, like when it comes to finances, like if we were doing math, we wouldn't be in debt. Like, so the, the technically <laughs> right answer when you're trying to get out of debt is to do the, what's called the debt avalanche, right? Well, I want to get to like you, the highest interest rate down. Right. And he, and he does it the other way where you say, take the smallest one, you do the debt snowball because it's about momentum. 
Yeah. It's about getting wins and building on it. Is are if you did it perfectly, would you save a little bit of money doing it this other way, the dead app? Sure. Like right. if we did it if we had all the time in the world, is it better to do two two to three minutes of rest? Sure. But we don't have that time. And right. so thinking that we have to do it that way or it's not worth doing is what keeps a lot of us stuck because we're trying to do the perfect thing versus just doing what we can do. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I think a lot of those things like um, pe- people get really caught up on. And I think I think a lot of it is I, I'm not saying our fault specifically but like trainers in general you know what i mean they're because it's yeah it's it's so e- like it used to be like the, o- the only way you got information is like really long form articles and things like that and then like or yeah. websites right you'd have to go to websites or books it books and like in order for someone to publish a book how much to <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if they yeah. knew what they were talking about i assumed they, they they took the time to write a book i assumed that they yeah. and now it's like I can I can film a video right now and post it. It doesn't have to be true. And I think people get really no. really confused and so instead of just, you know, doing something, they they're, they're kind of waiting for, you know, that that perfect plan that fits their lifestyle. Well, and those there there is no perfect plan. And the other thing I think we do is we think that because somebody is doing something and they're in great shape that that's how they got there. Yeah. And when in reality, often, whether it's an exercise, whether it's a, a workout routine or anything like that, that's usually not how they got there. It's, that's yeah. a, that's a symptom of, of the work that they've done. Yeah. Like they can do something really maybe outlandish because they're already in good shape. I don't know if you ever did this, but when I was trying in college and trying to figure out how to do fitness on my own, uh, I would do the insanity workouts. Yeah, T- I was just thinking Sean T, T25, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Sean T, right, so those insanity workouts, right, you're looking at these people, you're like, oh, my gosh, they're so ripped. Like, yeah. But, like, Sean T didn't get that in that good of shape by doing those workouts. Yeah. Like, he can do those workouts because he's in such good of shape, and so can all the other people. I still remember friggin' Tanya from Insanity <laughs> – is like doing all this stuff and i'm like i can't do it no matter i I went through insanity three times and i couldn't do it so it's we think that the things that are out there are the mechanism to getting in that good of shape when the reality is most people did the boring work that we talk about and then because you do that then you could do something that's kind of fun and cool but those boring things don't get attention on the internet and so you have to post dumb or controversial things to get attention yeah yeah and no i i love shanti he (laughs) um my my wife was my wife was big into insanity and i I did it for a while yeah and then i did i loved t25 those ones are awesome um but like and like yeah i i I was literally just that's exactly what popped in my head when you said that because i was like (laughs) he's got 10 different workouts there's no way he does all these right but um i i think there's value in that though because one you know though like i i think like workouts like that like beach body those really like if you stick with the program like you're gonna get in better shape right is it the best program in the world for you maybe i don't i don't know you know what i mean if that's something you like like there, like you said there there's so many different things like like there i mean some people like crossfit some people like powerlifting some people you know me and you both do different workouts you know what i mean it's like neither one of them is right or wrong but it's something like if you can stick to it and i think what you said there too with like uh the, the amount of work that they put in at the beginning to get to it like what they're doing now isn't what got they there but i what got them there but i i think i I think that's something um worth a value too because the same thing goes like for like your nutrition right if you want to like if if you're wanting to lose weight you're gonna probably have to track a little closer than you normally would you're gonna have to do some things that you normally would most people don't get to that maintenance phase most people don't get somewhere in their fitness journey where they have the freedom, you know, they feel like if I miss this workout, I'm going to lose all my progress because they haven't gotten to a spot where they're 
happy, they're content with, right? And the same thing goes for nutrition. Like you may have to do a little bit more, but once you get to where you go, you have so much more freedom. And I, I think that that's something that's not talked about too much. Maintenance, maintaining weight is infinitely easier than losing weight. It is infinitely easier than losing weight. Um, and because you have to build the skills in the process of losing weight that you need to, to maintain weight. Right. And so it's, it's a matter of dials. I always think about this as a dial. So like if you, you're going to turn the intensity up in, in different directions when it comes to your nutrition, I'm going to turn it up. I maybe if I'm trying to put on muscle mass, I'm going to try to, I'm going to dial it up. I'm going to eat more of what I'm currently eating. I'm not necessarily changing how I eat, but I'm just eating more of what I'm currently eating. Maybe some higher calorie swaps. When you're yeah. going the other direction, you're going some lower calorie swaps and maybe a little bit less food, but it's all based on this baseline of maintenance. But we, in order to establish that you have to be at a place where you're comfortable doing it. Yeah. And in order to get there, you have to do uncomfortable things. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you have to go all like we have to do less than I think we think we need to do. I just mm -hmm. said, think 55 times, but <laughs> we have to do less than, than we think we need to, but we have to do more than nothing. And so the mm -hmm. pendulum for fitness has swings, you know, just like in everything. And right now the pendulum is swinging, I think to the, to the side of flexible dieting, almost to a fault, yeah. like eat whatever you want sort of thing, which is not wrong, but it's mm -hmm. also not totally right Yeah. in that you have to be some degree aware of what it is that you're doing and you can't just eat whatever you want and get the results that you want. Right. You have to, you have to make some changes and they are oftentimes less than we think they are. Yeah. It could be a small change or a couple of small changes, but you're not going to just be able to, all right, I can eat what I want and be flexible. And, and, and because it, that again, that's, that's an internet thing. And in the process of like, I'm currently losing some body fat, I'm in the process of doing that. And so part of that, what I try to show is you can do this and still have a piece of cake at my son's birthday. Right. Right. Which I did. But at the same time, I was able to do that because I'm also eating a certain way the rest of my day and right. most other days. Um, and we can get a little extreme on, on the far side now. And so there, the where we want to live is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times, like, we almost go extreme on both sides of that too, right? Um, it, mm -hmm. For a while there, it you know, it was – eat clean, eat clean, eat, clean. you know, like, eat, eat, you know, yeah. like, like you mentioned earlier, chicken and broccoli, like vegetables, and things like that. obviously, like we know these things have more nutrition than like a piece of cake. Right. Um, yeah. But if you're eating, if your calorie goal for the day is 2100 and you have, mm -hmm. you've eaten 1800 calories and you've hit your protein goal is eating a cookie going to just ruin the rest. No, like you're still, you know what I mean? And it's no. like, like and like like you said there though like you can have a piece of cake at your at your kid's birthday party, but realistically you could have a piece of cake every single day. You know, like if you you I really could had a like cake last night. Yeah, I went to I uh my kids had gymnastics last night. We went out to get ice cream after and like I like we we get so caught up on like foods like good or bad. I, I always tell like we're teach my my kids are young, but like we're we're teaching them like these foods are more nutritious for you. These foods don't have as much, like they're not good or bad. Like even for me, like my whole life I was told, you know, Oh, that this is bad. This is bad. So it, it's really hard even for me to like get that out of my head. You know, like I'm doing something yeah. bad, like, like for people who, you know, they're, you're 40, you're 50 years old. You had 50 years of telling something that's bad. And now all of a sudden someone's saying like, it's indifferent. It just is like, you like mm -hmm. you may never get to that point where you think this is okay you know what i mean but 
like through repetition, like through repetition, you obviously can't, like I I know uh, during uh, actually during COVID during COVID, uh, 2020, I I started doing a program and I, I lost uh, quite a bit of weight doing it, and I I had Sour Patch Kids every single night. I I kid you not. I, 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 I'm not even joking. Every single day I lost, I think during that time, 10 to 15 pounds, there's my favorite, but I, I like, I, yeah. but it was always accounted for like during the day, my yeah. lunch, my lunch was pretty similar. My snacks were like, yeah. everything was pretty similar. I was hitting my calorie goal. I was hitting my protein goal. I have 250 calories left at the end of the day for me. Like I'm not choosing some more squash or whatever else I was eating. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like the Sour Patch Kids are going to do just fine for me. And it's going to keep me motivated. Because if you deprive yourself from all that, you, you tell right your – Exactly. Like, if you if you tell yourself you can't have it, you're going to want it that much more. The, the people who are online right. telling you all the time how bad these things are, I guarantee you they are eating something. And they, they, maybe they're ashamed of it. Maybe, maybe they just don't want people to know. 100%. And it's like it's, – 100%. It's, it's it's hard for me sometimes. Like I'm like I I have I have clients that still tell me like I I'll show you right now. I'm drinking a Ghost Energy drink. You know, it's like I it, it's got zero calories. It's got zero sugar or anything. But literally every single time I drink one, and somebody sees me drinking one, they the first thing they always say is, "Aren't you a trainer?" I'm like yes, yeah. yes I yes I am. Yes, you know. I am. And my like, eyebrows are going to vibrate off right now. Like, I'm ready to rock. Right? And I'm like, <laughs> this go. actually probably has less caffeine than that triple mocha coffee that you just brought in. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's 900 calories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love I love the – there's so much there. But uh, I love the piece that you said there about, like, this is going to keep you motivated. Because I can I could make it the same argument that I can make that, you know, what would be – quote unquote, traditionally bad foods for you, I could make an argument that those are good for you, particularly when you're on a fat loss diet, because not everything is just about the nutrition side of things. Like the people who come on and say that food is just fuel, mm -hmm. we're missing the realities of life, right. right? Just like we talk about the perfect workout plan, it might be perfect in a vacuum, but we don't live in a vacuum. So the idea that I'm not going to have pizza and, and cake at my kid's third birthday party is actually absurd. Yeah. Like it's, it's, that's an un that's a bad relationship with food. I'm not right. even going to call it like, I'm not going to use a nice word on healthy. That's a bad relationship with mm. food because food now has way more power over me than what it should. Right now, if I only eat pizza and cake as an example and sour patch kids and all i drink is ghost energy drinks then there are <laughs> going to be physical consequences to that but they they pair together which is the mental as you've heard kind of us both talk about i think during this episode the mental aspect of this is far more important in the longevity of it mm. than the specifics of what it is that you're doing right because less important than of than what you're doing what you're doing is important but less important than that is can you continue to do it for long enough to see progress right and if you're so deprived of enjoying what i actually really love and and parents of young kids well i don't know if you have you watched bluey yet i feel like we talked about this and you hadn't seen bluey so i i've seen it i've seen it a couple yeah it's it's uh you it's okay commit, it's you okay gotta, <laughs> you gotta you gotta commit but blue and blue and I, a lot of people uh, a lot of places do this but i just heard it this morning which is why i, <laughs> I thought about it but um they call it treat food mm. those foods that are are a little bit more treats that's not it's not that they're bad for you but they're yeah. they're a little bit more indulgent you're you're it's a treat it's a special thing but it's part of a whole it can be part of a whole healthy nutritious diet because the mental and emotional relationship with food is highly underrated so i literally yeah. was just talking uh two days ago with a woman who uh used to be a professional bodybuilder mm -hmm. and she was and as a result of the extreme measures that she had to take to get into the elite kind of shape that she needed to get into to be on stage, she 
lost her period for two years. Mm. And, and I know that most of these are dads, but most dads would understand that that would be a problem. Right. right? And then also developed an eating disorder where mm. then she went like full go the other direction. And so for like, we can go too far in this other side of it, which is we, we can't eat anything that is a treat food or indulgent because it's going right. to derail your progress. Now, we also don't want to go the whole where it's like, oh, if it fits your macros, like, you're fine. Like, you can have just steak and then candy bars. Like, health is an important piece of this, right? And health is not just your weight. Mm -hmm. And and we – I actually posted just about this yesterday, and I had a moment where I was like – like, in the caption, and I just freely said it. I was like, yeah, like, strength training is good for – you know, weight loss and things like that. But damn, not everything is about weight loss. Like, right. Not everything is about your weight. Like there are, there are other things, particularly for parents, which is like, am I healthy for my kid? Am I showing my kid good, healthy things? Because we still have those things, like you said, ingrained in our brain. Like right. that's not a good food. That's bad food for you. So are we, are we teaching our kids? Are we showing our kids? And then are we taking care of ourselves and our health and all these things to be able to be present for our kids? And not everything has to just be, oh, did I eat the right amount of food to get to the body weight that I want to? Because body weight's important, but it's not everything. Right, right. Yeah, I, I like what you said with uh, you know having like a treat food, right? Uh, I'll, have, mm-hmm. I'll have to thank Bluey, Bluey for that one. But <laughs> <laughs> you got to give it another chance. I, I, right, we'll I, don't, I don't put my stamp of approval on a lot of things, but I, I feel good about Bluey. I feel confident. Uh, it, it won't pass Paw Patrol, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but but my so like we we teach we teach my kids like uh, we call them sometimes foods. Um, and so like last yeah. night we went out for like ice that. cream, and my son is like, "Is this a sometimes?" Like he knows, he knows like it's a yeah. you know what I mean. It's like. Does that mean he can't have it? No, that means we we have it sometimes, sometimes. you know. And and I think you know I think um, that's why I'm a big proponent of like tracking food. I'm um, expect like so for some yeah. people who have that poor relationship with food, tracking can seem very overwhelming, right? Because they're seeing it. But for a lot of people, it it like it, this this happened to me too. Like um, when I started actually tracking, like when I first started tracking, like you start eating back all the calories on my fit. Like, that's another conversation for another. And you're like, why isn't this working? Yeah. Right. And it's like, you're, you're not weighing yeah. things and stuff. Um, <clears throat> you're just looking at the back of, Oh, it's only 120 calories, but there's 12 servings, you know, yeah. and I ate the whole thing. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but so like, once you actually start <laughs> yep. tracking accurately, like it, I think yeah. it has a huge effect on a lot of people because it, it, it kind of shows you like, you can have a piece of pizza and Mm -hmm. still lose weight you can eat a cheeseburger and still reach your goal you know what i mean it's like but some of those foods like fast food like most fast food restaurants are great at putting their nutrition information online or you know there but you know you can you can safely assume it's probably not 100 accurate but either way if if you're eating a big mac and fries and it's 1200 calories you can you you realize very quickly that you can have these things and lose weight, but now you have like 800 calories for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like and so it kind of shows you that like it, I I think I think it it makes like a powerful effect of like showing you like the true power of of calories there, and so you can you can enjoy things. Yeah. You just have to you know play around with it a little bit. Well, and, and so this is kind of backdooring your way into success, which is you realize that if you have a fixed amount of, of like take money as the example, again, I don't want to go too nuts with this, but like if you have, let's say $2,000 to run your life on, mm. okay, you're going to take care of your needs first and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, all right, what do we have left for fun money? That's the way right. that we need to kind of go about this. Because if you spent all your money on on the things that you wanted up front, you would then not be able to get in all the things that you need without having to go over. And that's how you incur debt. And so that's how we put on weight. But the other thing is level of satisfaction. So if I'm trying, like, I think we, I don't remember everything kind of blurs together for me, but I feel like we talked about this, but take Sour Patch Kids as an an example. I could demolish a a movie sized bag of Sour Patch Kids in one sitting without even a second thought. Right. And that's like 700 calories. I could not eat 700 calories of sweet potatoes 
most likely in no. one sitting. And, and or if I did, I'd be very very full. Yeah. And so there's something to if I'm trying to be satisfied and eat and be full and content throughout my day, then the lower less processed, more whole foods are actually going to be the mechanism to get me there. Right. Which is why it's not that those sometimes are treat foods aren't like you could mathematically from the laws of physics, you could lose weight eating just, you know, steak and candy bars, but you're going to be hungry as crap all the time because candy bars are, they go right through you. Like you can eat a candy bar and be perfectly hungry five minutes later. Mm. So have to recognize those for their value is the mental aspect of it and to keep you feeling, you know, ready to go, but you're not going to be like my, my son's leftover cupcakes from his birthday party. I've had one each of the last two nights and that's similar to you, right? That's been built into what I'm trying to do, but I could eat seven of those yeah, and like without even, and be fine. Right. Those things just go real smooth. And we just want to be aware of that because our hunger cues kind of go out the window when it comes to those treat foods because they're designed for us to want more of them. Exactly. And so prioritizing the whole less processed foods makes eating in that calorie deficit significantly easier than it is if I'm trying to all right, what am I currently eating? Can I, can I fit, you know, can I fit all this into this, right? Versus trying to, again, going back to what do we do with, with people who are just trying to get started? Well, I'm going to start with, let's just start making some changes to your nutrition before we even go to the tracking side of things, because you're not ready for that, right? That's, that's, we're, we're two steps down the road from where you are because you, you're going to be way over and we're not going to know how to get you there. Right. So we got to change what it is that you're eating before we can start to track to see if it makes sense. Like, are you close? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no, I, I had a, uh, <clears throat> a Jordan Syatt actually was on the podcast back in October yeah. and we were kind of talking about um, like kind of like the morals, of, morals of food there um, about kind of like having that positive relationship or an, or a negative relationship with food. And I, I had kind of mentioned to him, like, you know, like, if, if I watch my son eat, right, and he take he's hungry, he's or he, he had just finished his food, he's no longer hungry, he's full. I can offer him a cookie or maybe, what, maybe something we had that night or something, and he'll say no. And I was like, no matter how full I am, no matter how yeah. full I am, I, I will eat that cheesecake, right? <laughs> and there's, there's always room for dessert. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And he, he said... He, uh, and this has stuck with me, and I, I think about this all the time now. And he said, do, do you want to know why like, kids are able to do that? He said, because they don't think of it as like good or bad, right? They, they, they don't think like, I can't have the, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he's, he's saying, you know, they don't think like, you know, I can't have this food. They, they know they can have it later. But like when we're on a diet, we're trying to lose weight. We think we can't have those foods. And so we yeah. want to eat as much as we can now because we're not able to do that. And then, you know, once we're off the diet or the program, we go right back to the way. And that's why people kind of yo-yo all the time because they do think yeah. as some foods as good and others as bad. Yeah. Or I'm on a diet, therefore I can't eat X, Y, Z. Right. Versus being, I tell people, I tell every client who works with me or anybody that I ever talk to, like there's no food that's off limits. Right. Like it's a very popular thing to come out and demonize even particular foods. You know, it's like, oh, this food is is poison for you or, or whatever. There's no food that's off limits. Right. In a healthy diet there is no food that's off limits i've actually been in this fat loss phase that i'm currently going through i i said this recently i'm drinking more alcohol and and there's no (laughs) no health benefits whatsoever to alcohol anybody who's who's out there even the red wine thing right that's been thoroughly debunked why why it's terrible so (laughs) uh, no there's no health benefits to alcohol but i'm in i'm drinking more right now 
that I normally do. I might have a drink or two on a date night with my wife, which happens if we're lucky every other week. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like one to two drinks every two weeks is like my, I don't basically never drink at home, but I'm like making myself drinks a couple of nights a week right now to show people you can drink regularly and still lose weight. It's, yeah. Is it better for me? No, but it's not the, it's not the alcohol that's necessarily the issue. It's not the cookie that's the issue. It's the right. fact that what do we do? Like, can you eat just one cupcake? Can you eat just one cookie? I eat Oreos by the sleeve, man. I eat, I eat <laughs> Sour Patch Kids by the package. Like, oh, there's yeah, no, three, 360 the calories for one package. I know. <laughs> for sure. Like, there's no stopping no stopping me there so if you know that you don't have the self-control then that's a different scenario right right? but part of that comes with it's an off-limits thing so once we start then we just go yeah versus like all right if i could have i could have a cupcake tonight and i can have another one tomorrow night yeah if i if i don't make it a taboo item then i don't feel the need once i've kind of cracked the glass to, to just go all in because right. I feel guilty about it because it's the guilt that drives us. It's, it's the, it's the, not the out, it's not the drink. It's the drink. And, Oh, I had a drink. Therefore I have, you know, this snack and I had that snack. And so now I have a whole thing of Ben and Jerry's ice cream and mm-hmm. I started it. So now I have to scrape the bottom of it because it's sacrilegious not to finish a pint of Ben and Jerry's right. ice cream. <laughs> so the, the, it's not the thing it's what comes as a result of it. It's not the alcohol necessarily that could fit into it. It's the yeah. alcohol plus the, you know, the nachos plus the, you know, all these things. And so can you do them in a vacuum? Well, that's a lot easier if you don't feel like what you're doing is wrong. Right. Right. And I, I think, I think there's a, um, I think there's also something to, um, it's also kind of knowing yourself too. Um, a, a lot of people, mm-hmm. when they drink, they, they do it late at night, right? It might be after yeah. the kids go to bed. And so, like, yeah. if you're if you're up at, you know, 6 a.m. And now your kids yeah. are in bed, you're watching Netflix or something with your wife. It's 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and you have a drink. Your willpower is probably pretty low at that point, right? And so, like, yeah. I think no what reason. one drink can easily turn into two can turn into, oh, remember – the kids just had Easter. There's a chocolate bunny in there, you know? And it's like, and so I, I think, I, I think it's just like help, helping yourself out too. And I think that's where like, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this, but like, um, like if food is in your house, you or somebody you love will eventually eat it. And like, I'm the person, yeah, the I'm the person I love that's going to eat it. And so, and, <laughs> and so, um, and so I, I know for, I know for me, kind of like you said, like you eat Oreos by the sleeve, like, they, like they don't stand it. Like uh, I don't know if I told you this before, but my wife has a cookie business. My wife makes cookies. Like yeah, you did mention uh, that. yeah, yeah. And so like you, you like like you don't you think that's a little ironic? But like she she uh you talk about like spousal uh, uh, sabotage, but but <laughs> <laughs> but but like I I I know for I know for me I know for me like if I buy something like it's not a matter of if I'm going to eat it, it's when. Right. And so it's like, yeah. uh, if it's in my house, like I, I'm going to have it at some point. I'm, if I bought it, I, I'm going to eat it. Um, and so like, I, I think that's where some of the, you know, like some of that discipline comes in. Like, can, like, like you said there, if you're drinking a couple nights a week, can you save that for date night on Friday? Right. Can you save yeah. that for, you know, a couple that like, if it's something like, obviously if it's something you feel like you need day. every day, then that, that, I think that's another conversation. Um, but, yeah. but like, can some of these things like it, it maybe like, and like, and I'm not talking about looking at like food as a reward, but like, no. I, I, I think, I think sometimes like, we, we get too much into that too. Like extra, like you don't earn your food. You don't things like that, but there are times where that could motivate you. I'm sticking to my calories these days. I'm, I'm getting my workouts in on Friday night. I'm, I, I call it my refeed day. I pick one, sometimes two days a week. I have a refeed day. I eat either at maintenance or a little bit over and I just enjoy myself. I just enjoy myself and my adherence 
is so much higher than if I try and constantly be below maintenance seven days a week. Yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's, it's miserable to, to try to do it all the time, but it's, it's that intentionality again, going back to the very beginning, which is I didn't happen to do it. Right. So I don't even like Oreos that much. Like they're like, stop it. We all do. Milk's favorites. No, I like if I'm like, if I'm at a party and there's Oreos next to like homemade brownies next to my mom jumping over the Oreos to get the brownie, right? Yeah. Like just (laughs) knock them out of the way. Like these are, these are sewage compared to this homemade brownie, you know? So Andrew Coates talks about this a lot, who, who you and I know, and he talks about like, what are the things that you would really miss if they were gone from your life? Yeah. And, and those things are, are on the table a hundred percent, but like yeah. things that you could care less about, but are, you'll just eat cause they're there or you, you like them. They're fine. Yeah. But like, you know, chips and dip for me, like chips are ge- in general. I'm like, I'm kind of whatever about those. Like I could, yeah. I could, I'd eat them. Like if they're there, I'd eat them. But I, I could, if I never ate them again, the rest of my life, I'd be fine. Right. If I never had pizza again, I don't know what I would do. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I would be the same human being. <laughs> like, like, it's a generally like a real thing. Like it's, it's part of, it's something that really I value and I enjoy and, and, and it, mm-hmm puts a smile on my face when I eat it kind of right. thing. Like, Oh, this is, this is wonderful. Yeah. So those things being intentional, if, especially if you're going to have, all right, I'm, I'm trying to eat these whole less processed foods for the most of the time, because they're going to make me more full and they're going to be right. help me feel better, more energy, all of these things, all the reasons why we eat those foods, mm-hmm. we eat those the majority of the time. So then when we eat these other things, we don't want to just like happen into this other stuff. We want to yeah. be like, yes, I'm intentionally eating this. So like the drinks that I'm having, I'm not just drinking because, you know, it's whatever. I'm having a strawberry margarita. And I know that this is all dads and they're all going to like, you know, throw disdain at me. You all know that you love li- those. <laughs> like those are the those are the drinks <laughs> that everybody thinks are delicious. Except for me, I'm just I'm a little bit of a pansy K- about it. Came in, like, came in Jack margaritas. Those are those are way better than any beer you'll drink. So. Yeah, <laughs> just it's just I can't. I I lost my taste for. Uh, I used to be a sophisticated beer drinker, and I just lost my taste for it, and now it just tastes too bitter to me. So that's where I go. But like these are delicious, right? They are absolutely delicious. Or or these cupcakes and you know these things that I really enjoy. Well, I'm gonna. I'm going to do those because I, I love experiencing them. I'm not going to, at the end of the night, just dig into the, you know, whatever's kicking around my house, the, yeah. the pirate's booty to go back to it because I'm like, yeah, pirate's booty is fine, but I don't really care. So, it, but if I have those things that I'm like, Hey, I really, I like this and I look forward to it, or I'm going to have something that's a little bit less processed. I'm going to have uh-huh. just straight up strawberries or, or, you know, some piece of fruit or something like that yeah. as my evening snack. Being intentional about those things that are like, I love this food and, and this is going to be a, a, a game changing experience for me to do it versus just happening into food. Cause it's there. Uh-huh. That's a huge mindset shift and allows you to win long-term. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I think what, you kind of said that, like, you know, chips and salsa, like, I, I think the only time I ever eat chips and salsa is at a Mexican restaurant, right? Because it's there. They, they, there. they place it, yeah. they place it in front of me and I'm eating it. And you can't, and you can't stop. Like it's physically, somebody, what yeah. client said to me once, it's physically impossible to stop eating chips and salsa. Right. Like you just, you can't do it. They're just, it's just there. You have to be like, take this away from me. And, and there's something in the salsa because when they ask you if you want another bowl, <laughs> you always say yes, no matter how full you, you are. You always say yes. Can you get and, more chips, please. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I think I think like you know when when you're kind of like what you said when you, when you're kind of depriving yourself from these things, like then I think that's mm-hmm. when the times at the night when you do find yourself, you're just eating whatever is there. You're just, you just keep eating it yeah. because you're like. I'm so hungry. I don't even care. Like, and it's like, how, how can we, like if eating, Mm -hmm. if eating 200 calories worth of 
Sour Patch Kids will keep will prevent you from getting into that I don't care mindset, then do yeah. that. Do if if a yeah. strawberry margarita keeps you from drinking, you know, five beers three times a yeah. week, then do that. You know what I mean? It's like I, I yeah. like if what can you do? Like, sure, if you went your whole life eating, you know, meat, vegetables, you know, healthy car, like would would you be healthier physically possibly you'd also be miserable yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like we we don't live in a vacuum and our our bodies like as much as like as much as like the media likes to scare you our bodies are so resilient like do you look look at some of the things like your grandparents cooked look at some of the things they yeah. ate and like <laughs> my, my my like my my grandma just turned eighty nine. Like, she yeah. she she wasn't worried about getting like all these you know protein. You know what I mean? It's like they ate what yeah. they ate. They they ate whatever they the way they cooked. Like, and it's just like, I I think we get way too caught up in finding what is like the perfect thing. one with workouts like we talked about, but two with food yeah. too. Like, yeah, we get so we get so caught up in things that don't don't really matter on on the big scale. I tell clients all the time, like if we we're talking about adherence in terms of quality and in terms of quantity of food. So like I think about food on a spectrum, right? So right. I, you did precision nutrition, right? So yep. you, you have that. Yep. So like the red, yellow, green. So the biggest thing that I have to tell clients, so the eat green is eat as much as you want, whenever you want. Eat the yellow is eat sometimes and the, the red is eat rarely it's not eat never it's eat rarely so it's eat on a special on a treat occasion right and it's not that those are bad for you it's a it's a it's like thinking about it's a right turn on red okay or if you're not in the united states i don't know what where you turn Uh, but (laughs) right turn on red you're gonna stop right you're gonna check is there a car coming do i actually want to go if there's no, all right, do I actually want to do this? That's all that the red light means in terms of your nutrition is like, take a second to stop and ask yourself, do I actually want this? If the answer is yes, then eat it, right? The, the yellow is just sl- slow. Make sure you like, all right, we're ready to rock and roll. Like this isn't turning red, right? And then green is obviously keep going. Yeah. So in terms of your quality, I'd rather you be 80% con- in the green and yellow and 20% in the red, then be a hundred percent in the green and yellow and 0% in the red. Given my choices, I'd rather you be there because you're much more likely to stick with the 80, 20 than you are the 100. Right. Cause you're going to, you're going to miss out on your life. And the same is true as you talked about with, if you have calorie targets, if you have portion targets, if you have like a volume of food that you're eating, again, I'd rather you do that five or six days a week than seven days a week because that extra seventh day that extra you know 10 percent of whatever is actually going to be what stops you from sticking with it right versus get you the pro you're not going to get the progress any faster necessarily right like that that day of you know to do the math on it a little bit right so let's just say you went up to maintenance that day that's a 500 calorie difference that is literally one seventh of a pound like, is your mental ability to stick with this worth a seventh of a pound? Yeah. 100% it is. And so that abil- that flexibility is why it's become popular to go so far that direction is because the, the benefit of it is consistency. And mm-hmm. consistency is what yields results more than what we've talked about, the vacuum of it, did we do this perfectly? Right. And the same thing is true for workouts. I'd rather you get, you know, if you if you have three workouts a week for a month, I'd rather you consistently get nine out of those 12 than get 12 out of 12 one month and then get three out of 12 the next month because right. of the situation that happened with my client where like a disaster struck and you couldn't do, you couldn't do what you wanted and so you didn't do anything, right? So the flexibility that, that allows you to stick with it long-term is going to be what gets you the results that you're looking to get. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I think you touched on a lot of good things there. Um, I really liked the, uh, the stoplight analogy there. Unfortunately, I've seen drivers here in the Midwest. So maybe, maybe that's why, maybe that's why we're struggling with those nutritious foods there. Because, through there. Yeah, yeah. Y- yielding on red is not a concept we are familiar yeah. with, but <laughs> California stop. Yeah. Just cruising right through there. Yeah, and, and the and driving on the right side, that is a new concept as well. No, it's fine. but, uh, but no. No, I, you know, I think, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of the, um, I think that's really helpful, you know, kind of looking at things is just like, you know, some things you have, you know, just kind of like I said earlier, like with my, with my son and my daughter, like we talk about like, you know, eating you know, sometimes food, right. And the, those red foods doesn't mean like you never do this, right. You, you never have it, but, um, probably just a little less, right. The, the green foods, the, the yeah. green and the yellow are going to get you kind of where you want to go a little quicker right? You can go a little faster, mm-hmm. right? And the red mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't have them, but if most of our diet is filled with it, it's going to be much more difficult. Yeah. Well, and just think about how you feel. So like Jordan Syatt, his most one of his most famous YouTube videos that you talked about earlier with the Big Mac, right? He ate, he ate McDonald's for and lost like eight to 10 pounds, but he yeah. t- came on and he's like, I feel like I lost weight, but I feel like trash. Right. And so, again, not everything is about losing weight. It's how you feel. And so exactly. your ability to, to feel good and have energy for your kids. So, like, my son is home today. My oldest son is home today from daycare. It's one of his two days a week that he gets to go to daycare. And he has to be home because he spiked a fever last night. He's fine today. But you have to be 24 hours fever free before you can go back to daycare. So he's home today. So all this morning I'm playing with him and he was just like, daddy, let's do this. Daddy, let's do that. Let's chase. Let's run. Let's crawl under this fort. Let's make a fort. Let's jump. Before I came down here, it was like, put me on your shoulders and dance around and call it a dad party. Like that is driven by the daily take the the red and or the the yellow and green foods that's Uh driven by the exercise and the consistency with it right my weight he doesn't care about my weight yeah he cares if i'll pick him up he'll care he cares if i have the energy to chase him around when he says daddy chase that's what he cares about and so the the behaviors that we do that to lose weight those are great, but in the pro and we'll lose weight from it. But if the end goal is all right, I, more than just that, I want to be as present of a dad as I as I always envisioned that I would be, and that my kid expects me to be. Uh-huh. Well, then I'm going to need to feel good and have some right. energy, and that comes from not necessarily obliterating myself in the gym with like the picture perfect workout right. for power lifters it's like all right go in and and live to fight another day with your workout versus mm-hmm. just doing the the all right we can make this work right but what's what's going to be what's best for me in this scenario of my life to get me the outcome that i want which is yeah yeah we lose weight and that's the but that's the byproduct of taking care of myself yeah no i, I like i like that you know um you know not not pushing through a workout just because you feel like you need to get it done but you know just some, some days you're not going to feel it, F- figuring out like what, what you can kind of stick to, what, what's going to allow you to get the most out of it. So yeah, I, I like, I like that analogy. Uh, Jeff, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I think, you know, we could, we could probably talk for hours um, mm-hmm. just about, about different things um, mm-hmm. relating to not only, not only fitness and nutrition, but, you know, just, just fatherhood as well. We're both in pretty, yeah. pretty similar, pretty similar situations. Mm-hmm here with our with yeah. our young kids so it's fun it's always fun never never um a dull moment but but i appreciate appreciate you coming on the show um i know we mentioned earlier about um your podcast that the dependable dad um where, where else where else can people find you yeah man thanks for having me on uh jeff delzell fitness so it's d-a-l-z-e-l-l fitness on instagram or okay. connect with me on facebook my name mm-hmm. um and i have a i have a free fitness uh, group as well i know you have the fatherhood fitness one so mine's the yep. fit and present parent okay uh group on facebook 
Um, would love to connect with you there. But yeah, Instagram's usually the, the quickest way to get a hold of me and, and would love to chat with you there on Facebook or in the group or the podcast. We'd love to hear you. Uh, we did it again, we did an episode which is live right now uh, on Spotify. So if you want to check that out too. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll get, I'll get all the information from you and I'll, I'll put that in, in the show notes, but you know, once again, you know, like I said, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I, I'm just uh, kind of giggling here. My, uh, <laughs> it, uh, on uh, the recording software here, it, it saved my image um, as me drinking the ghost energy drink there. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the, pre- <laughs> that, that's the preview of the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah that's just about how it goes right there (laughs) the one time i took it you know but but yeah uh, (laughs) sorry go ahead i wish i had had mine i gotta i gotta go get one after after this (laughs) to get myself through the back half of my day yeah i'm sitting on a i'm sitting on my workout bench right now if you saw me moving around and like a little this is not a little stiff ergonomic (laughs) or not the most ergonomically comfortable chair that i've been sitting on for the last hour but it's the nature of uh, having a kid at home right now. Right, so we're in the basement right. today. <laughs> <laughs> but but awesome, man! I awesome. thanks again, thanks again for coming on, and uh, uh, we'll we'll definitely have you on again sometime. Awesome, thanks for having me, man. Chat soon. That concludes this episode of the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. Thank you for those of you who took time out of your busy schedules to listen. If you have any questions or comments or an idea for a topic for a future episode, please feel free to reach out and I'd love to hear from you.